Hey, hey, friends, I'm Kelsey. And I'm Emma. And you're listening to Foyer Chats. Here in the foyer, we talk all things business, lifestyle, and everything in between. Come for the coffee shop style chats, leave with a fire under your booty to take on all the things. All right, Emma, you ready to dive in? Heck yeah, let's go. Hey, hey, friends. Welcome back to another episode of Foyer Chats. We are so excited for this. It's our third episode, and today we're swapping roles. If you listened last time, uh, Kelsey interviewed me, and we talked about all things with my business with Emma Jo and Co., but today it's all about Kelsey. So what's going on? You are an official guest. Hello. I don't know if this is less pressure or more pressure to be a guest or the host. So, Well, that's that's what I'm wondering right now. I can't decide if I'm more comfortable doing this or the other way around. Exactly. (laughs) I will talk more, but yeah. Uh, Cool. Well, we are going to talk about all things that Kelsey has learned as growing her business, Kelsey Pasma Photo. So I guess let's just dive right on in. Um, Kelsey, can you kind of give us a rundown of how you got started, why you got started, where you're going, all the things? Let's hear it. Sure. Okay. So I'm going to start in high school really quick. I know it seems like a ways back. I know. (laughs) Um, But I always was – I always loved art and took all the art classes possible. Um, but I wasn't like the super wooey creative artist in a way. So I remember being in school trying to figure out, okay, what de- what degree, what do I go to school for that is um, a combination of artistic and creative yet strategic and and that kind of thing all mixed together. So I ended up finding interior design after a couple college visits and that really clicked with me and I've always loved watching HGTV and all of that. So that is what I went to school for, um, which if you listen back, you knew that's where Emma and I met. Um, But I loved it. I loved the creativity and I loved uh, just being in the art school with all the um, the different kinds of majors around. But in high school, it was back when I got my first camera and started playing around with that too. So it's always been something I've done on the side. My mom always took pictures of us growing up and had a nice camera and she took some photo classes in college as an elective. So it was a hobby of hers that I eventually stole from her. Um, (laughs) She would do all our family friends pictures and things and she eventually got sick of me you know, grabbing the camera from her at every one of those and bossing her around. So she quit doing it and let me take over. So back into college, I really liked school. I was very involved. I had big aspirations for my career and had internships in residential design and corporate design. And I got a job through one of my internships at Steelcase. It's a large corporate furniture company. And I really liked it and I loved for a little bit. I really liked the corporate life. I liked seeing that ladder, seeing what potential could be. I thought, hey, I'll get into management someday. I really did not have a desire to start my own business. Even, you know. Wait, what? Yeah. I didn't know that part. Yeah. I never really wanted the pressure of it, to be honest. Interesting. And now you're 
go getter everything. That's hilarious. Okay, keep going. Sorry. It, like that part of my personality. So I'm an Enneagram three, if anyone knows the Enneagram, the achiever. So that part of my personality has always been there, like the go getter wanting to achieve things. But at that point in my life, it was really focused on the corporate side of things. And my dad was always like, you're going to one day you stay at that company and you're going to be a VP or something. And I was like, okay, no pressure, dad. Jeez. Um, (laughs) But that, like the reality of what the everyday of that job was and the rigidity and all of it was kind of starting to take a toll. And my side, you know, creative outlet of photography was continuing to grow. And at that age, I had friends starting to get married and they were starting to ask me to do their wedding pictures. And I was really liking it. And I had discovered podcasts, which is why I am so excited that we're doing this podcast. I had discovered podcasts and learned how much of an actual business photography could be. And it's not just, it doesn't have to just be a creative hobby, but like this could actually provide an income and scale like way beyond just taking photos. And I just didn't even realize that before. So I'm like a year, year, not hardly even into my career. And I'm like, oh, okay, wait, maybe I want to start my own business. And I, we had just gotten married at the time. And I was like, wait, what? You love interior design. You love your job, all the things. What are you talking about? Don't leave that job with benefits and all that stuff. <laughs> Were you but. guys just married at the time? Yeah. Yep. Okay. We had just really at that point when we had just gotten married, I had was starting to hear what wedding photography could be, what that business could be, and then had our experience with our wedding photographer and was like, this is awesome. I could do that as a job and make the same or more than I make at my corporate rate. What? So it was in that early phase of, yeah, who... Malachi thought he was marrying. And then I was like, well, psych, I want to do this now. So <laughs> I love that, though. I love to hear people's stories about how this shifts with your marriage and how it's it's just interesting because, you, you know, both my husband and I, it's different for us, too. And we've had to navigate that. So, right. I why love not, to hear it. Why not throw a curveball in right away? Don't stay no comfortable. <laughs> okay. So after you... You were working at your corporate job. You're thinking you kind of want to leave. You're kind of ready, kind of not. What happens next? Yeah. So I loved the people I worked with. I loved my boss. I was like really excelling pretty well in the position I was in, getting a lot of responsibility, which I really liked as an Enneagram 3 um, and that kind of thing. So that really fed a lot of my creative passions and achievement based desires, which always sounds really shallow when I say that. But if anyone's a three listening, you totally get me. Um, And so that, you know, podcast listening, I took different courses on photography and it really was starting to show me what the future of that could be. And so I, at the time we moved to Arizona, just kind of on a whim because I could take my job remotely. And I thought, ooh, that's when I'm going to quit. I'm going to start and really bolster my business out there. And my boss begged me not to quit and let me go down to part-time. So that was actually a nice little baby step into it. So I had a few days a week to to see what, you know, doing this full-time would be like. And I was starting to build clients out there and all of that. 
And then we decided we decided to move back. That's kind of a whole long story. Maybe we'll do another podcast episode on it at some point. Um, but we decided to move back, and my business was really thriving and picking up. And I had decided to go full-time in spring of 2020, which, LOL, uh, COVID hit. So didn't want to give up the salary and all of that. But then God's providence and all of that just worked out so well with the company I was at. They had to downsize. So I was able to kind of raise my hand and be like, you know what? If you need to cut somebody, cut me because this is what I want to do. And then I got a severance package with it, and it just worked out great. It was a weird thing, but it it all worked out. So we've been full-time since last summer. Yeah. And what's funny is that's kind of when we started talking about moving into this kind of stuff, right? Right. (laughs) Because I truly – I mean, I wasn't full-time, quote, with my photography business before then, but I was – really doing two full-time jobs. Like I was booking full summers of weddings and doing all sorts of other shoots. So it was really like running two full-time things. I love it. I love it. Cool. Well, let's kind of dive into a little bit more of the nitty gritty of your business. Okay. So I want to hear about just details of your business. What do you specialize in? Like what's your favorite part? Let's hear all that stuff. Yeah, so that's definitely been an evolution over the years. Um, As starting out, I kind of did everything like a lot of photographers do, a lot of families, a lot of seniors, and then getting into weddings. Um, But my business, you know, in the last couple years has really been focused on my weddings um, and my couples. So that's been the biggest kind of chunk of the pie. In the last year as well, I have discovered brand photos. So with living out in Arizona – Uh, There's a lot of bloggers and solopreneurs out there and that I noticed that that was a great niche to kind of jump into. So in moving back to Michigan, being able to take what I learned there, shooting for bloggers and just getting content and really being strategic on the photos for social media and for, you know, matching their brand has been something I've dove into here. So really the last few months too has been a huge focus of mine and something I'm going to be, you know, niching into further in the future. Yeah. So I I think I probably know the answer to this, but why do you love that? Like, why does that kind of set a fire for you? Probably two things. One, it's a really great mix with weddings. Like personally, from a behind the scenes business, weddings are very emotional and there's a lot of pressure. I love, you know, hanging with my couples and building those relationships and things. But it the day of, it's just a lot, which is awesome. But when I do a brand shoot, it's a great um, mix because it's not so emotional and we can be more creative. There's not as pressure to like capture the shot as it happens, like the first kiss or, you know, those kind of things that you have to do at weddings. So that's one reason. And then the second is I just love working with and collaborating with creative business owners. So I've niched down in that branding side to working with specifically creative business owners like photographers, videographers, brand designers, people like yourself. Um, So people who really care about the aesthetic and wanting their photos to match their brand and speak for their brand. And a cool part of it that I've loved is I work with these businesses that are, you know, maybe in their first few years and 
when I give them these photos and we create this shoot together and they get them back, almost everybody says to me, what? I did not know I was so legit. Like you made me look like a legitimate business and like that kind of thing. So it's just been really, really empowering for me to empower them and exciting for me on that end. I can just, I wish people could see your face when you're talking about this. I get to, <laughs> Kelsey and I have video up right now, so I'm just watching her and she just like lights up talking about this. Do you remember what I said to you after you sent mine back? Kelsey did my brand photos a couple months ago, so. Uh, general, say it again. What I said was like, this is, this is me in 10 years. Like this is, you perfectly captured the essence of the person and the business that I want to be 10 years down the road. And that. Like, yeah, it's got to feel so good to know that you give that to other people, you know? Right. And I think in business, too, we hold ourselves back all the time. And we think, yeah, that's my 10-year goal or that's something I'm going to do when I get to this point. Not photos, but anything. Or I don't think I could have that kind of a site yet or, you know, whatever. But you totally can. Like, it, we need to be able to dream bigger. And I think, I don't know, maybe you can speak to that, too, if that allowed you to be like, wait, that's not me in 10 years. That's me today. I'm running a business right now that's legit and I'm serving people and I'm creating that experience today. So I don't have to wait 10 years to be that person. Oh, 100%. It just, it gave me like a confidence boost of, yeah, exactly that. I don't have to wait 10 years to be this person. This is, this is who I am right now. And you captured it. And Mm -hmm. I think that's so cool that you get to be a part of other small business stories and just making them feel that way. Like it's, it's pretty huge. Yeah. It's so much beyond the photo. And that's how I feel with my couples too. And just being able to build that relationship and capture whatever moments I'm capturing, but uh, especially niching into the branding stuff. It's just been a blast. So cool. Okay. So what is your favorite part of actually running the business? So One thing I haven't talked about yet is the education side of my business. I've, in the last year, gotten much more into mentoring younger photographers, newer photographers, and that is something creating creating resources for them, um, building parts of my business out for them has been super exciting. So that's a recent favorite, Um, but overall, like the photography side of things, I think curating curating my brand in a way has been definitely a favorite part of it and then allowing like figuring out how that brand will attract my ideal clients and future clients and that kind of a thing so almost like the marketing side of it yeah yeah, yeah. okay I think so I like it and obviously I love shooting I love the art of photography and all of that but on the business side the strategic elements of it are what is like really lights my Lights my fire. So cool. Okay. So you kind of run all of the things as a solopreneur, but you've been growing like crazy in the last couple of years here, especially since being on your own. So I want to hear how has that been going? Have you been outsourcing a lot? Have you been like not sleeping? (laughs) What (laughs) What has that been looking like for you? Yeah. So we're in Michigan, if you guys don't know. So seasons of my business has a lot of different seasons. So summer, it's hot for weddings and all of that kind of thing. So during different seasons, I do outsource different things. And that's been something probably last year with the craziness of COVID that I was almost forced into because I just, there wasn't enough time in the day to edit the content that I had to edit. Um, 
So I started outsourcing my photo editing for just weddings um, back in the fall. And I will do that here and there kind of as I need to. Um, I like to edit as much as possible, but I've also learned, you know, I want to do all these other things too. And you just have to figure out where your time is the most valuable in your business. So uh, certain weddings I outsource. And then this past winter, I worked with a VA for a couple of months, which was amazing. She helped me you know, really organized the back end of my vis- business. And she she had kind of evolved her business and decided that she really liked blogging and Pinterest. So she niched into that, which was a great flow for me. And she was able to help me with all my blogging and Pinterest over the winter and into the spring. So that helped me just have a, you know, a good load of blog posts and things that we worked together on on my site. So that would be one thing. And this summer, I hired my cousin to help call through pictures. She's 16. And I was like, you want to help me do this instead of work at a landscaping company? And she's like, heck yeah. <laughs> so I definitely think the that outsourcing is super valuable. And it's something that I'm very excited for in the future to grow my team um, as I'm able to. And yeah, that virtual assistant thing is something that I think is coming up here that's going to be pretty necessary. <laughs> I love it. I feel like we need to have an entire episode real soon here just about the importance of outsourcing and how to do it, how to do it well, things Mm -hmm. you can outsource, how to pick those things. Because, yeah, I think I have about 5,000 questions to ask right off of that, but I'm going to (laughs) hold. No, I know. And I could delve into that way deeper. But yeah, the the base of it all is don't be afraid to try it. And there's going to be things that you try to outsource that don't work out and it that's fine. And then you discover, nope, I need to be doing that. But there's maybe another area of your business that you can let go of or maybe even a portion of your life that gives you more time. Seriously. Like, I, I don't grocery shop. Oh, <laughs> yeah. that too. That too. Like For I do sure. all the grocery delivery because I don't want to take the time to do that. I'd rather edit a gallery or something. So For sure. Okay, so let's kind of switch gears a little bit here. What was something that was really, really intimidating when you were starting out? I think hmm, there's a few different things. I can easily get intimidated by the really big projects, like maybe creating a website or starting on Pinterest or blogging or things like that that feels like there's you know a bigger barrier to entry. And when you just do it, you learn. It, it's not ever as hard as you think it is. So that's probably what was more intimidating. I think another thing that was intimidating is leaving leaving my career that I have a degree in. I don't know if that makes sense with this question, but just what other people would think of me. Oh, is she just a photographer and she's leaving this great nine to five that has all these benefits and all these things. So it was kind of intimidating to have that pressure to figure all of that out. Um, But in discovering my business is a legitimate business, just like any other business, and it doesn't necessarily matter. And I've been able to take a lot, like everything that I learned in that job and in my degree and apply it to my business, which is a lot of what I credit for a lot of, you know, my success this far. So. Yeah, for sure. So probably just a lot of imposter syndrome in general. I feel like Mm -hmm. that's something that any entrepreneur deals with in the beginning, but probably especially you threes. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. I haven't thought about it that way. Yes. Yeah. We either get roadblocked by it or completely plow it 
and pretend we don't feel it. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Okay. So what's your least favorite part of your job? And do you even do it anymore? Maybe you outsource it or maybe you should yeah, be outsourcing it. I mean, that's kind of the thing. Like I love the art of editing, but do I love editing and sorting through the 5,000 pictures I take at a wedding? No. Um, so the really nitty gritty stuff like that. Um, there's certain days that it's nice and kind of relaxing, but when you have the pressure of other projects, it just feels like, oh, this is really tedious. So that is why I outsource it. But when I do outsource, I'm I'm taking – I'm going through and picking my favorite, I don't know, 100, 200 images from a wedding, and then I'm for sure editing those so that my editors know what style I'm going for with that gallery and how to kind of copy it into all the other photos. So – I'm still able to have the art of it and the creativity of it and create my favorite images from it. And then the mundane tasks of the rest of it is I get to hand that off. So Okay. I think that's so important and cool to hear. I was just going to ask you, so what does that actually look like when you outsource something like that? Mm-hmm. Um, because yeah, you want it, you want it to still be you, obviously, like these couples, they want it to be the Kelsey Pasma look. Like that's why right. they hire you. So I think it's really awesome to see that, yeah, you you do like your hand is in it and it's in the most important part of it. But there's ways to like because I'm sure in the beginning when you start outsourcing stuff like that, you're like, oh, my couples be okay with it. Mm -hmm. I I don't know how that works exactly, but I was nervous in my head. I was nervous to talk about it on here in case. Yeah, right. For sure. But I think part of that comes with your being your brand being established and your look being established in your style. So something like editing might not make sense to outsource if you're a newer photographer and you're still trying to figure that out. Um, but for me, I feel like I have a pretty set style and look with my editing and it's easy for me to get that back from them and know that it's, you know, on point. And it's someone I've worked with for a while and they've you know, really latched on and they take feedback really great. And the other cool thing is when they send it back, they send it, this is really technical, but they send it in a Lightroom catalog. So they're like live editable photos. So I'm going, I'm still going through every single image and making tweaks here and there and making sure it has like my stamp of approval. I don't just like take their edits and send them to the client and not think about sure. it. Um, so it just saves on those hours in between and kind of allows me to do the fun part. Well, and I think what maybe a lot of people don't see, too, is there's a thousand other things when you're running a photography business that you need, like, you need to be the one that's doing those certain things. And there Mm -hmm. are things that like that, that you talked about that you can be outsourcing. So I think that's giving, honestly, I think that's just giving listeners and people just a permission to do the things that you're really, really good at and that showcase your business really, really well. But there are times where it's important to, if you want to grow your business or if you want to be the best business owner that you can be to outsource certain things. So I think that's cool to hear. Because if I didn't outsource, my client experience would be garbage. Yeah. Because I would be so sucked into editing that, and to those people who don't, props to you. But it's also like, it allows me to do things like this podcast and you know some of the foyer stuff we're doing otherwise that I really want to do and want to help other entrepreneurs and create that community that otherwise I just would not have time for. So Yeah, for sure. Awesome. So what is one thing that you have learned in the last couple months in your business? Like what <laughs> 
Only a couple of things. <laughs> you gave me this question and I should have been prepared. Oh, I mean, yeah, too many things. So I've definitely learned a lot, but one of the things is the power of saying no. And I think we all cycle through this in our lives of different phases of being good at it and not, at least I do. Um, but just because your calendar is available, I'm talking this to myself right now, again, reminder, doesn't mean you're available for a shoot or for a meeting or whatnot. So being able to be a good steward of my time as a as a three and an entrepreneur, I can work a lot or take on too much because I don't want to say no um, or take on, you know, people who I might not be the best fit for. So that's been a really, really important thing I've been learning. And I kind of overkilled myself this June and I'm like, okay, Kelsey, you knew that going into June. You knew you were supposed to say no to things and only take on a certain number of shoots or weddings or whatnot. So why don't you actually follow through in the upcoming months you're booking? So I'm really starting to set a clear schedule for myself for the fall, for different dates that I'm available, and even what kind of shoots I'm going to be taking because I've learned you really you won't show up well for the shoots you're not excited about. So it's not fair to your clients and it's nothing against them. So for me, family photos are something I've done forever, but it's something I'm going to start saying no to just because this branding has kind of, you know, taken my passion and I'm not going to show up as near excited for a family shoot necessarily. So that's just one example of, you know, being able to sort through and niche down and be an expert at what you're in so you can give that great um, experience to your clients. I think it's a hard thing to learn too, but one of the most important things to learn is to learn how to say no. Because yeah, like you said, like you can't show up as your best self for the things that you do best if you're giving yourself away to a thousand other things. I very much relate that to motherhood actually. Yeah. <laughs> but um, it's it's a hard, hard, hard thing to learn. And yeah, like you said, I think there's a lot of seasons of relearning how to say no. Right. And I can think of the past, like, I don't know, in the last couple of years, if I just did a bunch of shoots in the week and then I show up to a wedding and I'm already exhausted, mm. but I, I'm still able to, you know, give them, push through and give them that good experience. But in my heart, when I get home, I'm just like done and drained yeah. and that leaves nothing for the rest of my life. And well, and honestly, that's, it's almost not fair to your people either, like your yes. clients, like you, that's important to say no so that you can show up for your people the way that you want to show yes. up and the way that they want you to show up. Exactly. So, important, so important for your people, for yourself and for your spouse or your family and your friends and that kind of thing. And I think we have it so twisted in our brain because we think, oh, we're pleasing the clients by taking this on. I want to please them. But it's it's overall exactly what you just said. Yeah. So cool. Okay. I think this segues really good into kind of my last question here. Um, so what are you most excited for in the future here? I know you kind of touched on branding photos and such, but let's hear a little bit more about the education stuff that you've been working on. Yeah. Because I know I... that just has been lighting your soul on fire <laughs> lately. <laughs> yes. So I've had quite a few mentor sessions over the last six months and have started creating a lot of resources for new photographers because I have gone through these years that I see so many photographers burn out. Like we, you know, get into it 
and we get so exhausted and then we're done or it's just such a common thing. And I don't want that to happen to people. And I also want people to see that it is a legitimate career and you can build a dang good life off of it. So I am really passionate about teaching photographers how to build their business and set up their business in that way and kind of exactly what I was just talking about so that it can serve your life and so you can serve your clients well. So that, you know, goes into all the nitty gritty of, you know, how to start your business, how to how to shoot, how to pose, all of that, but really with an undertone of creating that great client experience that also mirrors you having a great life and balance and things. Well, and I think something that you just said that we could talk about forever is the whole purpose, or at least I think for most people, the whole purpose of you running your own business and starting your own business is so that you can have the life you want not the business that you, I mean business that you want also but like we we're all working to have that dream life so what is the business that's going to get you to said dream life and mm-hmm. I think that's something that you are super passionate about and that shows up so much in your mentor sessions and education and such yes exactly and I I help people I help my students dig into their why. And it is it is typically about your life, but it's also more powerful when you can attach it to a very specific thing. So maybe for you, it's, you know, having time with Wayland or or whatnot or setting up your yourself so that when you do have kids or whatnot, um, that you're able to be flexible. But attaching it to that core why and then creating your business around it, that's super powerful. And I teach, you know – how to use your camera and all that. But I think the more powerful thing is is those mindset shifts because you can go on YouTube and figure out how to shoot manual uh, for free. And and I they might teach that better than I can, but really getting early, like finding people early and starting with that clear mindset, I think is what's really powerful and sometimes missed um, in the education space for photographers. Oh, for sure. I think for pretty much any business that is missed because we're so focused on the business part of it, which we want like not to not to down working on your business and making your business exactly what you want. Because I mean, Kelsey and I can all I mean, that's we are so consumed with our businesses Mm -hmm. because we're so excited about it. But I think that having someone that can keep you accountable to, okay, yes, you could spend your whole Sunday working on blank but the whole point of you doing it this way is so that you can spend time with your family or can do whatever it is. So mm-hmm. and let's make seasons, sure to check ourselves. There's seasons of everything. For sure. Exactly. And and I don't – I do get into all of that, you know, business systems and all of that. But it's just remembering why you're creating those systems because mm-hmm. you want it, you know, save yourself five emails if you can or, you know, for an example, with a guide or that kind of thing. So, yes, for sure. All right. I'm going to ask you some of our rapid fire questions, which if you listen to our last episode, this is something that we're going to do for all of our guests. So it's kind of fun that we have to answer them ourselves right here. Um, And then Kelsey, I'm going to have you plug yourself and give everyone all the deets. What is going on with you? Where can they find you? Connect with you? All that kind of stuff. But first off. Sounds good. Ready? Drum roll. (laughs) (laughs) What is your favorite business software? Oh, I think I'd have to say HoneyBook. It's a client management system, so it keeps track of all my clients, everything, and I get paid through it and contracts and all of that. And 
just shameless plug. I have 50% off with code Kelsey Pasma. Uh, so if anyone's interested, <laughs> but it's a great software. Okay. And I can see them on the wall <laughs> behind you right now. <laughs> How many sticky notes are on your desk slash wall right this second? Can you even count those? No. Guys, there's like 50 on her wall right now. At least. And then you can't even see that wall over there. <laughs> oh, my word. It's a problem. I'm addicted to sticky notes. And there's probably at least 13 on my desk to my left right now. Oh, my too. word. Okay. My brain doesn't hold things. The sticky notes hold things. Oh, I, there's one other wall I forgot about over here. I need to go through and So you it. have three walls of sticky notes. All right. Yes. So <laughs> if you could fly anywhere right now, where would you go? Mm, let's say Bali. I want to go there really Ooh. bad. Can we get like a hypersonic oh. jet though? Because Or whatever you call it. I don't want to be on like a that was the wrong word. <laughs> I don't want to be in a private jet. I don't. Yeah, know but I don't want to be on it for like thirty-two hours. So yeah, get me there too. in two, and I'll be happy. <laughs> okay, I'll come with you. Um, how many read unread emails are in your inbox right now? Okay, I helped make this idea of this question, and I've been dreading it ever since. You don't want to know. <laughs> how many do you have? Well, Mine which which email? My business or your my business personal? Email. No, we don't need the personal stuff. Okay, let me quick change. Well, okay, here's here's the complicated part. <laughs> You're because... just supposed to answer this is rapid fire. I'm sorry. You just need to answer. I'm stalling because it's loading. Oh, it's making me do a password for the love. Well, there's probably about 80 in there, but it's because my honeybook. I do it all through my honeybook, and it sends okay. me a copy of it in there. That's my fair. personal one, I don't – there's like thousands. Oh, my gosh. It's stressful. do it. I know. It's pathetic. But I keep I do really good with my clients, just okay. not my <laughs> subscriptions to things. <laughs> That's a good thing to mention. Um, how many beverages do you have out on your desk right now? Only two, actually. Wow. Just my water and coffee. Is that typical? It's it is pretty typical. Yeah. I actually drink my coffee pretty fast, so it's just an empty mug, but I don't have that cute little marketing line that a lot of people have that I reheated my coffee four times today. I'm like, you did? <laughs> I literally I've, I'm on I'm on my third reheat today. I'm not kidding. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well let's have you give us all the details. If people don't know you already, which would be a little odd because why are you listening? <laughs> but where can they find you? What are the things you're offering right now? Give us everything. All right, so I'm definitely most typically on Instagram at Kelsey Pasma, and that's where. Yeah, I like to hang out. My website, which uh, hopefully will be new and launched by the time this comes out, KelseyPasnaPhoto.com, and there's going to be some good freebies on there just to help you discover your ideal client, so make sure to sign up for the emails when the pop-up shows up, and I don't know if it's going to be launched yet then or very shortly after this episode comes out, but I will be having a shop on there with some really great PDF resources for photographers, different templates, and all that fun things. So definitely And they're so check pretty. You guys, her new brand is so good. I'm so excited to see everything. Thanks. So. I'm super pumped about it. All right. Well, I think that wraps up episode number three. Ooh, we did it. We did it. <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks so much for listening, guys. Make sure if you loved the show that you subscribe and give us one of those reviews. It helps us out so much. And yeah, we'll be back next week. 
Yeah, we get to start interviewing real people. I'm so excited. Real people, yes. All right, thanks, guys. (laughs) Bye.